0: This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Hold True Tattoo Studios. The new studio is now open in Hamilton, and if you're interested in getting any tattoo work done or discussing any designs, please contact the chief artist, Brian Bell. You can find Hold True Tattoo Studios on Instagram and on Facebook, so if you're at all interested, please check them out. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, K- Kareem. How are you? Not bad, sir. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, listen, what an absolute honour to have you on the podcast. Oh no, it's a the pleasure's all mine. mine. <laughs> it's uh, the uh, yeah, I've been buzzing all morning actually for the the opportunity to to chat with you. Uh, so so much I want to speak to you about.
1: Uh, Ask away. And and then we I'll ask about you. You'll ask about me. Maybe we come up with s- s- something half 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 interesting in the process.
0: I, I I don't know if my stories or experience will match up to yours. Certainly, but uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Then yeah,
1: I'm, I'm sure we we're, we're all on the same same trip, aren't we? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. yeah,
0: Do you know it's funny you say that when we. When I spoke to you before the podcast this morning, you mentioned that you do intermittent uh, intermittent fasting. Yes, yeah. And I'm actually observing Ramadan at the moment, so that uh-huh. that hit home. Uh, tell us a wee bit about that, actually, just to start us off. I've putting
1: had gut and health issues all of my life, really. Um, as a child, I was quite. A, um, I was either running around, jumping off of buildings or I was ill, you know, it was one of right. those, and boils and abscesses and I had lots of ear problems as a, as a child and I had lots of operations and and as a result, couldn't box. Okay. Can't have a, a a license to box because I haven't got any skull here behind my ear. You know, they chopped it out, Yeah, yeah. Um and, and that was all as a child, but I realized now I'm older Uh, That's all to do with my gut problems. It's all to do with sugars and carbohydrates. And my body doesn't uh, tolerate carbohydrates at all, really. So coming from an Irish stock, you know, or half Irish, you'd think I'd be great with potatoes and swede and mash and roast and all that. Um, And whilst they're lovely, they just do me up, as do sugars and things like that. So a fungal sort of thing. So most recently that's exhibited in like a, like a reflux thing yeah. uh i had a bit of g- grief in my life um when my s- sister passed and that seemed to make me very uh very reactive you know my, my nervous system got really trashed by that so yeah. every time i trained hard I, i'd get like a fight or fright thing would happen, yeah? Wow. And then uh, most recently with the pandemic and everything, I suppose stress levels are just a bit higher. I started getting this very bad acid
2: mm-hmm.
1: reflux. So I went, and I've always been like this, there's always a cure, you know? Yeah. So it just requires me to to do stuff that most other people wouldn't do. So when I had my bad hips, I did cold baths all the time yeah. fasted did cold baths all of that uh, and as a result got through 15 years of pain without taking any painkillers at all yeah. yeah. but it, it's about uh, it's about overcoming those obstacles yeah? it's almost like you know we've all got the same obstacles not exactly the same obstacles, but we all have obstacles you know our family our, this the broken leg that you know whatever and um it's about saying, okay, right, that's an obstacle, right? How do I get around it? How do I get over it? How do I get under it? How do I go through it? Um, most people give up, I think. Well, not most people, but quite a few people give up when they they come up against a, 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 a challenge. But I was challenged really early on, um, being the age of eight and being in hospital for a month or t- 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 two. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so... It made me. I've always been like Tigger. Anyway, I'm like Tigger. I'm bubbly. You know, I'm like, let's go. You know, and they go, where I don't know where we're going, but we're going. You know, it's like like uh, and I, I yep. don't look back. I, I'm not you know those people who are nostalgic. I am a bit now. I'm seventy one, but not really. I'm. I'm just this way. You know? Yeah, and uh, so with the the reflux and stuff, which is based on bacterial overgrowth down here in the stomach yeah. uh, and fungals and things like that um i just thought well i need to take control runs i was doing fasting occasionally but that wasn't doing it. so i went on the in- intermittent fasting yeah. and my sleep's much much better i was always a grazer you know eating late at night so uh i don't eat after eight o'clock and i try to eat earlier if i can can which yep. can be a struggle sometimes i'm going i'm really hungry now i don't know no, you have to go to bed hungry um but i'm sleeping so much better and i've never slept well yep, yep. In probably 30, 30 years so when people see me out there on the circuit teaching and da, 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 most of that i was doing on three or four hours a night you know yeah so um uh, and, and sort of pain riddled, so um, it's it's good to it, it just you know, makes you stoical, doesn't it? Makes you like, and also makes you like go, what, what do I have to do? So now I've given up coffee. I was eating having lots of chili stuff, which yeah. I love, and I had to give all of that up, all the spicy stuff because that irritates all your gut. Uh, the histamine stuff like tomatoes, aubergines. Uh, potatoes they're all high in histamine, so you you can get quite reactive you know yeah you take antihistamines yeah of
2: course. yeah
1: yeah but also the joy of it is once you're full you're full
2: yeah
1: you know so you, your body once you're full and your body goes oh okay i'm happy now so people say oh no i couldn't possibly live without my flat white and and my uh, and uh, you know Andaluvian, you know, you know, satsumas, you know, and you go, shut the the hell up. Of course you could, you know, because we're inherently adaptable, aren't we? So, yeah, well, we'll look at you, you, you're doing what, two weeks, is it? Four weeks. weeks. So four weeks of not eating during the daylight hours. Yeah. uh, That's a tough. Yeah. It's good because it resets your your gut, doesn't it? Yeah. So all of this, I mean, without the the religious uh, context of it, it was a health thing, wasn't it? Yeah. People getting ill, and they say, "No, if we do this every year, like you, you, you don't get ill. You, you reset your your appetites, and like all appetites are are huge, aren't they? You know, want more hedonism, all that stuff. So a bit of discipline, not much, is um is good for you you know not too much not not like ultra strict but just that dietary uh, stuff yeah. i think is invaluable i was very blessed when i was about 15 i was given a excuse me i'm tripling here um, i was given a book by clement stone and clement stone did a book called success through a positive mental attitude okay. with um mm, Napoleon Hill, who you might have heard of, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. You know, Napoleon Hill was one of the, the, the first people to do self help. And, and Clement Stone was a very good friend of his, and they did this book together. And I got given the book by him. You know? wow. His book, all underlined with his notes in, in the margin. Hang on. Hang <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. on. I think I know where it is so as you can see this is incredibly old you know it's like, like even the type was gone from the, the thing you can just about see it but this was his book so it have all the underlinings in oh, yeah. um, you know all this was his book that he he uh Gave me, yeah. You um, can can't get better than that. No, no. And, oh. and what was great about that? At the age of fifteen, it was great because it was said, said, you you can t- 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 do whatever you want, you know. So there's um, different chapters, but one of the chapters is uh, uh, there, there's always a, a c- c- cure, yeah, yeah. There's always a cure. You just have to go and find it. Well, it's going out in the desert and and, and reading. <laughs> Roomy poetry for a month every year or whatever, but there's lots of stuff that we can do. So that was that was great for me, and that that set me on quite and still does. I mean, I actually give that book to people who are really down a hole. Yeah. I say read this, but I have to have it back because it's, yeah. it's a precious thing. Yeah, um, yeah. and I think it saved quite a few people's lives along the way. So it's yeah. um. So yeah, th- that's it. So I'm, I'm on a journey like everyone else, but my guts are, have never been healthy. You know, uh, mm-hmm. one doctor said to me, no, you've got a chronic dysfunctional g- gut. So what I'm trying to do is I eat very plainly, very simply, s- green s- salad, maybe a tiny bit of t- t- tomato and then either fish or poultry, yeah. generally.
0: How and, long, how uh, long do you last long. for each day? How long do you fast for each about day?
1: Sixteen hours. Fantastic. So from eight to eight about eleven. Yeah. Yeah, in the morning, and I mean I'm seventy one. Most of the guys I hang around with are about forty. Yeah, thirty five to forty. Yeah. I train yeah. with them. They're probably a bit more spurky than I am, but not much. You know. So I'm 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 incredibly blessed.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's funny you should say that. the 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 podcast I actually I'm going to release tomorrow, which will be Saturday. I had a, a nutritionist on, we- uh, and she was. This is so coincidental, but she was an expert in gut health. Yeah,
2: uh,
0: and it's so funny that the very next podcast that I've I'm recording, we're having the same discussion. Uh, George Saint Pierre, the mixed martial artist. Yeah, yeah. He suffered. Uh, he actually thought he was t- i heard him talking a couple of weeks back and he actually thought at one stage before his last fight that he might have some sort of stomach cancer it turned out that it was a uh, i can't actually remember the the c- c-
1: c- celiac or or crohn's it,
0: it, yeah it was ve- very very similar and it was so bad that he was he was passing blood he was he was in a real state mm. and the doctor said to him this is chronic; it's not going away. But he started fasting, and he says that the it's it's completely night and day how it's changed his health.
1: Yeah. I, I just took all 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 carbohydrates out of my life. So over the last thirty years, mainly I've had no visible carbohydrate like pasta, yeah. potatoes. Sometimes at Christmas I'll, I'll I'll have the potatoes.
2: Yeah, but I pay
1: for for. T- t- two weeks afterwards. Yeah? yeah. I have my potatoes on the one day and then bubble and squeak, refry the next day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We, yeah.
1: You know, and uh, it's marvelous. I really enjoy it. But for a week or, or two afterwards, I'm I'm not right. So, taking all carbohydrates out, fasting's good. Plenty of water's very really good. I, I mean, the Chinese say you're as healthy as your gut, you're as strong as your, uh, strong as your back and you're as fit as your legs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's it's why the nice. squatting is good, the, the hyperextensions are good, all the, the core exercises are good. But without a healthy gut, you, you've got nothing, haven't you? And I see the, I see the guys now, the BJJ guys, all popping ibuprofen, even doing it prophylactically, doing it before they train. Yeah. You know? And you're going, it's... Uh, it's really bad for you, your gut flora. And what you can get is, if you look inside your gut, you've got villi like this. So it goes up and down. And each of those has got little, little cactuses on it, basically, yeah. you know, yeah. with, with branches. And each of the branches has got branches on. So the surface area is huge. But yeah. what you can get with when you taking ibuprofen and things like that, you can erode that. So it's flat. It's like a desert, isn't it? You know, you're taking taking the bumps out. Yeah. So that means like your surface area of your absorption of minerals and all that is is taken down. So you can't punch or kick or anything, you know. And uh, I think lots of foolishness, which I did as well, you know. You know, you know tequila slammers and uh, (laughs) and uh, having halibut kebab. Six in the morning, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, that's what you do, isn't it? It's part of the trip, really. What, one of the things the, the the lady I spoke to, her name was
0: Mary, and Mary was telling me that, and this one this one really surprised me that the the serotonin, so our sort of a happy hormone. Yeah, yeah. They're actually discovering now that that's created in the gut also. But yeah, that's great. As, as well yeah, as yeah. the brain and the gut, and when she said that. I was sort of scribbling away notes during the podcast as she was she was talking. And I went back to her and I was kind of, let me just check that's what you said. And yeah, it absolutely was. The, uh, well, the I, brain I down about, here,
1: the brain in your stomach is bigger than the brain up here. Yeah. So this is your second brain, but there's more nerve endings down here than there are up there. Yeah. And, and this idea that we're a brain with just these people are like, so Service who will work for this overlord is <laughs> completely misrepresenting isn't it. Yeah. You know, um, you only have to look at if you sit there after training and you, you 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 cross your leg over and you look at your leg, and it's like a universe, isn't it? Mm-hmm. In that leg, in that leg, it brings it, like, and none of that's done from here. It's all auto regulating blood, lymph, all that. I mean, it's incredible. It's like yep what is that someone said infinite that way infinite that way you yeah? know so you know when in in star star wars where he goes anakin the midichlorians in you are very high you yeah? know the medical ingredients and, and you think well the reason they they are not midichlorians yet is they haven't discovered them you yeah? know but but they're getting smaller aren't they you yeah, know yeah, subatomic yeah. particles and things like that and uh, and the whole um what do you call it um thing about where thought can influence yeah, yeah? so yeah. yeah trying to be happy trying to be a good human being affects you as well as others smiling is a big yeah is a big thing so that's what i've tried to do for f- 50 odd years is just to bring a smile on people's faces, give them confidence, teach them how to fight, but not really about, yeah, it's about fighting because I'm interested in that, but
2: yeah.
1: that's just the, the vehicle, isn't it? Yeah. Just like, um, yeah, uh, to bring bring people up. You know, people are often like doubting of their, their, their own abilities and, and themselves. I'm, well, we all are in certain yeah. areas. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. and it's quite nice. Someone said, come on up, it's easy.
0: Come
2: on,
1: come on, I'll help you. Like, Place that foot there, and put that foot there. That's it. Well, yeah. up you come, because it's great up here. So you want more people to come up, yeah. Because you know? the, the the party in the penthouse on your own, you know, isn't a party really, is it? It's you know, you need all your mates there.
0: It's it's uh, speaking to people like yourself, just with fifty years of martial arts experience, and what I found is that the more experienced you are in martial arts, the less you actually talk about the punching and the kicking. And yeah. The more you talk about all of the stuff you've just said there about bringing people along, yeah. lifting people up, uh, and the punching and the kicking becomes a means to an end.
1: Yeah, I remember a master toddy saying the dog that barks doesn't bite yeah you know? beware the dog that you know uh mm-hmm. doesn't bark yeah you know? and uh i'm not sure how true that is but i think that's pretty true isn't it you know like you see people going on about how tough tough they are and what tough people they are and the day-to-day stuff is like if you're george St-Pierre and you've got a bad gut that's the biggest battle he's ever fighting yeah and that's a, a battle that he fights on his own in his bedroom late at night talking to the grim Reaper who's come to talk to him. Yeah. And and you going out against Joe Blow from uh, you know Edge Baston and for, for two minutes or for for, for five minutes, he's in the scheme of things pretty easy. You know? Yeah. Not to say that, that doesn't teach you stuff that you can use. Later on, because it, it does. I mean, there's that thing about when you go out into competition. I say to all my black belts, look, you need to go into, into competition. Lots of them haven't, you know, no, because, mainly because there's not good competitions for them to go in, like Jeet Kune Do sort yeah. of competitions. There's plenty of you going into the stick fighting and they've all done really well. But um, that thing of towing the line against a stranger, that's uh, that's that's an interesting thing to do because sometimes you're thinking, oh, I want my mum. I, yeah. I want to go home. What am I doing here? What did I say? Yes. And other times you're like, yeah, come on then. And, yeah. uh, and, it, and it's all of those, isn't it? And that's what makes you a bit more, a bit more humble, a bit more um, human because I, I, I've had both. I've, I've been like quite scathing about people. God, they can't fight here. You know, when I was in my, in my twenties, I remember training it in japan and i could have trained with some marvelous people don drager people like that you know and i was like yeah it's a bit classical though isn't it? i just want to fight people you know yeah. uh, and then and obviously I, I regret that now although he was lovely um but it wasn't the right thing for me at that time and then other times i've been uh i've been scared stiff for a year, you know. I, I say that in s- s- seminars. I say um, I, I came back from Japan, hungry and, and all that. And uh, for about a year, maybe two years, I was like scared, you know, uh, deep in my. And uh, but I still, still turned up. Yeah, I turned up and trained, and I entered competitions. But I'd be thinking, "What am I doing here?" I'd be almost like. Apoplectic, you know. And if I got a like a warning for hitting them too hard or something like that, I think, oh, oh, good, I can go home you now. And of course, that never happened. They were all went, no, no, you can continue. He's okay. We picked him up, right? Off you go. Um, yeah. but I thought the best I ever ever fought then. So knowing where fear is and, and and all that, there's it's it's hugely interesting. But I think um, yeah, the good people don't really talk about it. I remember seeing Terry O'Neill, who you, you know, who's like a legend. And honestly, he is, oh, he's an old guy now, but in his day, he was just legendary, you know, uh, on the streets, in the dojo, everywhere, just. Uh, and um, I remember we came out of a, a s- 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 seminar. And uh, there was like a, uh, a di- disabled, you know, uh, learning difficulties yep. guy there. He, he was talking to me and he went, oh, Excuse me, Bobby, I, I just have to talk to this guy. So I was dumped, you know? Yeah. And he went over and he, he, he was there for like a quarter of an hour to talk to this guy and just G'ing him up. And, and, and I thought, wow. So I was quite happy to be dumped. And it was really sure. like, an edu- it was an education I went, no, that's how to do it. This is a man who's like a real warrior, and and he's got a gentle bit to, to him, which was yeah. lovely.
0: I've said that. What's your own,
1: what's your own background?
0: Well, uh, taekwondo is the uh, well. I always say taekwondo is the main thing I do. It's 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 ninety nine percent of what I do. Yeah, uh, to be honest. So the. We're, we're based up in Scotland, maybe about half an hour from Glasgow. Um, oh, okay. uh, we're still under Grandmaster Cho, who... The
1: old stuff. Yeah, I yep. Yeah, but yep. the old stuff was... Uh, I mean, I don't really know Taekwondo. I know, is it Dave Oliver or something? Or, or yep. something? Yeah, Dave um, Oliver, yep. I'm bit, yeah. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm not really up in, but I love the, the original Korean hardcore stuff. That they were doing with the, the rock uh, troops, you know, where they were all like bashing. It was very brutal back then, wasn't it? And that original taekwondo, I thought was marvelous. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I don't like the flicky, flicky, flicky no, stuff. Me neither. But, but, no. the, but the the original stuff was was yeah. Hard. Yeah, hard. hard, hardcore. And yeah. very good. Yeah, when well, it was well, chuggy or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. Yep, yep. Which, which.
1: Uh, which came from karate, which yeah, it did come from karate, but they they took it and they gave it that Korean sort of like toughness, didn't they? Because it's a, a tough, uh, tough yeah. place to live, really, isn't
0: it? yep yeah. I much rather I'm sitting, I'm sitting here with a, a legend of the martial arts, so I'm going to allow you to say that because if I say that, I'm going to offend. Yeah, no,
1: not, no. I like was uh, 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 in like, Japanese like, practice, like, like everything, it's, it's, it's how you do it, isn't it? There's plenty of crap karate out there uh, we were once in in, in 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 Tokyo walking along and it was s- snowing uh, and Tokyo when it's snowing it's very like yeah it's just it, just it was great you know it was early days you know and we're walking along and then we saw this old building one of those old slopes like this building just in the center of the square everything else was up to date except for this yeah. building and for me so we're gonna and we walked in and there's about eight people there and there was a young black belt there just teaching and they were just doing front kicks and I went, that's a great school because there was no, it was hard. It was intense. It was just, no stuff has to be ripped. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. And it's got to be ripped at a high standard, a high quality. And it's still, you know, I I, I I I get the tingles when I think about it. You know, it was on the, one of those old oak floors, green oak, you know, all bouncy, sort of a bit uneven. Ah, ah, you know, and you thought, yeah, you'd be hard to stop, mate. You know, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I think we're trying to be too...
0: I think lots of times I'll go in and teach class, and uh, the kids are maybe a wee bit different because you, you've got to mix things up with the kids. But the adults—that's still—that's still something that the adults look look for. They don't want things too complicated all the time. No, sometimes no. we we think we have to do things we don't. So going into a class sometimes and just repetition after repetition, <coughs> everybody yeah. leaves exhausted, and they, yeah. they, it's a fantastic way of training.
1: Yeah, it is. I think, like everything, it's it's like a bell a bell c- c- curve, isn't it? Yeah. In up to here, it's great, and after that, it's just not doing you any good whatsoever, you yeah. Know? And is to know when you're at this point of the bell curve. So I like doing, doing, doing the reps,
2: yeah.
1: But where I am now, after fifty-four years or, or so of doing this, I, 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 I like to play. I like to play clinch a lot and and um, and, and it into clinching out again because that's where I think real fights happen. yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and so that's a bit more technical. So you've got to give people like a vocabulary here, locking, locking the elbow, coming in and bicep checking, grabbing the head, pushing them off, turning them. So there's quite a big vocabulary of stuff there. So you've got to do like, you, you have to do it quite technical. Yeah. But then once you've got the technical, then you can go, come on in, let's push, pull, oh, I've got you, that's the overhook, I've broken your arm, oh, I've broken your arm again, oh, I've grabbed your head. And uh so there's a there's a bigger technical leap there. Mm-hmm. So it's harder to do for big groups, but I have a friend who's quite stressed at the, the moment he's got some family stuff happening, uh you know, d- dementia and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so for him, all he wants to do is go out and go bab bab knee, bab bab knee, bab bab knee. And I said, do you want to change to something else? No, no, it just want he just wants to rep, doesn't he? Yeah, so I think you can't teach the other stuff until you've tired them out a bit, because mm-hmm. they didn't invent all of that day stuff. They can't take anything. Almost their pots over full now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think we particularly with tech, technology and the age that we live in, which is very fast. You know, um, and oh, have you done that? Have you done this? Oh, have you done uh, right? Uh, have you done? Have you done your checklist? You know. This old farmer George, back in the day didn't have a checklist. He'd chew on his straw, wouldn't he, and go, you know? Yeah. And I think, to an extent, the pandemic's been great because it's reset us back a bit, almost like fasting does, doesn't it? Yeah. You go, no, I, I've been going mad, you know? Yeah. It's, it's unsustainable. That that pace is unsustainable for, for your health, you know? So I think slowing things down a bit, and as you said, just, just doing the reps, I mean, been doing a thing in the park with my friend peter but peter's an old friend of mine uh he got he started training in 76 i think you know he's still no good but uh he's uh <laughs> you know uh and he's a strength guy he likes to apply strength to things you know yeah. um but um so I have to I have to talk him out of that. I have to say, no, 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 look, you're doing this where well, you could be just doing this. And so it's very subtle. Um, but with him, what we do is we just rip the same thing. So we go to the partner go, and again, until he's got that bit, because he can't do bit two until he's got this bit. Yeah? And people might say, oh, that's very tame because you're doing, standing there doing locks or whatever. When he has to get that bit before I can put it on a moving base, and then once we want to move him base, I need to punch him in the head whenever I can. So I inter- I interrupt, you know, what he's doing. Yeah. So therefore, he has to know how to do it with it being, you know, interrupted, mm-hmm. or he needs to go. Oh, I'm going to give that up. Oh, I'm going to go back to hitting you, and then I'm back on it again. Yeah, yeah.
2: So,
1: yeah. so it's there almost like constantly. So is that for the group people? No. No, it's probably not. But it's where I'm. I'm at, and I. It's what I love, because it's like the, it's the higher end of the art, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and so the majority of the students who come to me are black belts, mm-hmm. uh, or have done thirty years, and then they come, and I normally just go, no, just do this instead of that, and they go, ah, I don't, I don't get hit anymore. I go, yeah, that's so. That's that, that's where I'm at now, you know. Yeah. But I'd love to go back, like I used to, I used to lead some uh, manic classes where we, we'd do like thousands of Catholics and and then ah, 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 until you were dying and then Catholics, come on, push up, come out you know, and you'd kill them all. And then they'd all spar each other till they they, they killed each other. They all go home happy as they were, ever were. Yeah. yeah. So but that's more of a younger man's game. When you get to seventy-one, I am now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done that. Yeah, you know, I've been there. I've done that, and now I want to take guys who can do that, but who may be a, a bit older. Excuse me, and uh, a, a tiny bit older. And I just, I just tweak them. They, you know, I've got guys who have been on the doors for. 30 years and then they come and I, I tweak them and they go, oh, you saved my life twice in, in, in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. I said, Oh really? Yeah. You're a big gang fight. They all had blades. So I just did that offset that guy, hit him, you know, and things like that. You go, Oh great. So that, that's where I'm at. So I'm more about tech people who have an established base yeah. and taking them further. Although, in truth, I'm quite happy t- 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 teaching uh, teaching a beginner as well because yeah. uh, they're all, all people; they're all interesting, aren't they? Well,
0: this this follows on from what you've you've been talking about there, uh, and I want I want to run this by you before we actually want to talk about your your journey as well. But yeah, so there's something I want to run run past you from you as someone who's been involved in martial arts for over 50 years now. Uh, I was at, it was Chris Credelli. I spoke to about this and he actually put it away that kind of, it was like a light bulb moment or, or it, it made me think about things. So all of these classes where there's repetitions and belts and gradings and uniforms and, and like karate, geese, oh, yeah. like all that stuff. He said, uh, in martial arts, what you do is you learn and then you forget. So all of that stuff serves a, a definite purpose. Moving yeah. from belt to belt, you need that. Yeah, all yeah. the patterns and katas and the fact that we get a new uniform and all of this stuff. But then you, you're you obviously at a place where you're, you've you got freedom. You've you've left all of that, yeah, all of yeah. that
1: dropped yeah. off. Well, I, 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 I probably started that journey in about 1980. Uh, I met Dan in 1970. No, I was I moved on. No, even before that, about 70, 76, maybe. So we started doing, you know, the mid 70s. Yeah. Uh, we started doing like adding grappling in, and then we changed from having a gi to having a t-shirt with, you know, bottoms. Yeah, and yeah. then and then i got to the point where i didn't want to have anything
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, i just wanted us to come and train uh, yeah. and obviously that wasn't as good financially as having belts because people like that status and things um but it, when it's a bit like a passion you just go where well, the truth is here isn't it you know yeah. it's like
2: it's
1: like in islam isn't it you know the truth is there you can't go there you have to go there because that's yeah. where that's yeah. where this is. So um, uh, so I've just followed my heart, really, and did that. So I was never that bothered about grades and stuff. I remember, I think Nick Hughes, who was a, quite a famous bouncer-type guy, Foreign Legion, you might have heard of him. I think he came to the club one night, and then he wrote a thing in Fighting Arts saying that there's respect which is external, mm-hmm. and there's some places said you go in the respects all internal, you know, Whereas, like, they just go, you know, you go, maybe, you know, there's a bit, a bit of a nod, but it's not like, it's not like the ritual where, where, so where you go, sensei, arigato, I and like, Puss, you know, which is like an external verification of it. It's more like, because I had a club, which was incredibly respectful,
2: yeah. you
1: know, really empathetic, but, not a lot of outward trappings of uh, uh, of that, but we were. I think again, we were blessed because that was in the eighties and nineties. You know, um, yeah, I was just blessed. I think it is because I great great people. Dan used to come in, Eric used to come in, so all that thing was starting to break down. But then, I think people do like structure. People like structure. You know, um, I think they need uh, that. Yeah, they do, and oh, you need right. it. You need it until, until you don't. Yeah, you know, uh, and you need it badly until you don't. Am I a blue belt yet? You know. Yeah. No. Oh no. How long to to get to purple belt? Well, if you train hard, you know, etc. Whereas, if you're really on the path, you don't care. Do you? 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 just. I don't care. I'm just turning up. You know. Um, and 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 you probably need a bit, a bit of both of those, but um. Yeah, I think it's it's great. I mean, I loved all the belts. Getting my black belt was great. You know, getting my second, down and third, and fourth, and was was great. But um, then I realised, oh yeah, but I'm not as good as I could be. And then the belt fell away. Then,
2: yeah,
1: you know, uh, up to a point, I wanted the belts because that would mean mean that I was a better fighter. Yeah, and then when I realised that wasn't gonna. Yeah make me a better fight and I got into boxing and I met guys who didn't have any belts but they could n- knock me out and uh and I meant oh, okay you know it's there's a there's other things out there isn't there? Yeah you yeah know, but I think early on people need reps and they need belts and they need hard training and they need high standards. So you've got to say, no you think the standards here, but the standards actually up here. So yeah. Come on, you have to you have to be better. So I'm very particular about where people put the hands, how, how the fist is made, how the footwork. I go, come on! I mean, I was telling all the black belts off in in the park this week. You know, yeah, uh, saying bloody hell, what are you doing? How, how many times do I have to tell you this? You know, so don't put your foot there. Put your foot there. Right, let's do it again. Let's rep it again. Bang. You know, because they, because you need to make it habitual. Isn't
2: it? Yeah. Like yeah.
1: everything, like yeah. getting up early, like fasting, like it needs to. It needs to be a bit of a bit of a ritual, so you can't do it wrong, and that means I think doing the reps.
0: Okay, so t- to move on or move backwards in the story. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my understanding of your journey is in two parts, I guess, and and obviously. Mm-hmm. You're the expert on you, uh, yeah. but I was watching an interview with you the other day, actually, and see if I had to, if I had to have you on this podcast just to talk about your journey in karate, it would yeah. be well worthwhile. Yeah, we were be. talking in this interview about how, after meeting uh, Dan and Asanto, which obviously we're going to talk about as well, but just to pretty much change overnight to say, I'm leaving this behind. Yeah. And I think you were talking, in the interview I was watching, you were talking about just how busy and successful your
1: school I was. was. At, I had a huge school. I had, a, yeah. a, I, I, I had 40 people in every class I did. Yep. Yeah. And I met Dan and I said, no, we're not doing this anymore. We're, we're doing this. And my class went down to eight.
0: Right. So tell us, if you can, please, about your karate journey.
1: Yeah, and, uh, okay. And it's I never- started in... I started in 66. Yep. Yeah. I interrupted you.
0: That's okay. No, I was just going to say, it's never about being disrespectful to your karate journey.
1: No, no. No, it's great.
0: It's that, uh, it's that there's so much interest in that change about how your path just completely went.
1: I I, I started in, in 66. Uh, I think maybe about September. It's hard to remember now, you know, because you go, was it sixty six or sixty seven, and you try and work it backwards, and you can't. And was that April? I, I, I don't know. But um, uh, a friend of mine called Kier. I think I think his name was Kier. Um, he came in and he said, "I do karate," and we were all doing karate at that, at that time. We all did, all the old job was out. The James Bond films, yeah, and the. Modesty Blaze books, which I highly recommend if you want to understand Jeet Kune Do, because they were Jeet Kune Do before Jeet Kune Do. They're by Peter and John. They're still my favourite of those sort of books. They're they're a bit capery and, you know, they're of their time, but just the thought pattern, the combative thought patterns are Jeet Kune Do before Jeet Kune Do, yeah? Uh, and, uh, and so we all when we were in technical drawing, we'd break all the set squares with chops, you know, big pile of like wooden set squares outside the window where we'd all gone, ta, <laughs> we planks of wood up and chopped. them, you know, we were, we were mad, yeah. Uh, and so he came and he said, I'm I'm an A for Q 2 And I said, well, What's an A for Q 2 And then he said, Well, come down, I, I train at the YMCA. So I went there and Tatsuro Kozuki was there, mm-hmm. training on his own. And I looked at like, yeah, and it was like someone turning on a light bulb. He went, <laughs> you know, he was doing it at Kata, doing and uh, Showdown, I think, you yeah? know. And he went, <laughs> and I went, wow. And I had, at that time, I was having quite a lot of fights, you yeah? know.
2: Yeah.
1: And I needed something because I, I could fight, but I didn't have any skills.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I could fight. I, you know, I, I wasn't scared. Well, no, was scared, but I wasn't like yeah. timid. If, I, if it was a fight, I'd, I'd fight, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I looked at him, and I thought, wow, that's the answer to what I'm doing, you yeah? know? Because I hang around with gangs and things like that. And um, so I started, I know, I, learned, I understood then it was eighth Q, second degree. So okay. that's your first grade, APQ two, you know? Um, so I started there with all my friends, we all started about five of us, five or six of us, maybe maybe even the end t- ten of us. They all dropped off,
2: yeah.
1: And I was there, yeah. You know, it was slowly by but, but attrition. Some took a bit more longer, uh, but they all dropped off, and I was, yeah. And I was left. Yeah. And I remember there was a gang fight. Someone had been striped with a razor, yeah. and they were going up to sort it out, and they were all armed and tooled up and the other side were all armed and, and it was my green belt grade and they said are you coming i went no i'm i'm training for green belt yeah and i've got a girlfriend now and she wants to meet me after after training and i was like it's 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 a, a no-brainer isn't it yeah and also i was obsessed with karate i want to get my psychic properly and my psychic was probably quite good, but it wasn't good enough, you know. And I was obsessed by it, you know. It was like my whole thing, my whole day was thought. Sort of, How do I get my psychic better? You know, and uh, and my green belt. So I did my green belt, and that was really the part of the ways more at the start of it. And then on the Christmas Eve of that year, my best friend hit me over the head with a pint of. Whitbread's pale ale, okay. uh, dancing with his girlfriend, and uh, and he was my best friend, and uh, th- it really traumatized me. But it was it just made me split from that gang thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was into c- 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 best thing he ever did for me. Yeah, I'm like don't thank him now. Yeah, you know? um, even though at the time I was really hurt. You know, um, and I almost uh, lost a night went down here as I. Was like, flinched it went yeah. past my eye cut me on the jaw and up oh. through the up through the lip yeah um uh so it was, it was, it was a bit like that it was a bit f- 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 feral you know people were stabbing people and things so, that was madness you know um and um so i got out of that and did my green belt and then uh, my brown belt and then uh when i was a green belt I-, I-, I wanted to fight and they said oh no you can't fight with your green belt you have to be a black belt or maybe a brown belt to fight because that, that's the only people allowed because they were, you know, because they're deadly. Yep. And one night I was there and someone hadn't turned up to fight. And there was only, there was only a team. There was only five brown and black belts. You know, there was two black belts and three brown belts. And, uh, and they said to me, come on in, in you come. And I was in then and, and I started fighting then, yep. you know, and um, and it was great. It just took me a different route. I met different people. Um, Travelled the world. So I, I did that. And got my black belt in 1970. Uh, got my second down in 72. <coughs> which is quite quick. <coughs> um, and then I just started teaching. I think I opened my school in 1970. Which back then was unheard of. To open a school as a white yeah, Anglo-Saxon, half Irish, man. It was in Japanese teachers only. Yeah, uh, and I opened a school, and that did really well. Um, it was cold. It was dirty. It was horrible, and we loved it. Yeah, um, and I've still got friends from back back then. Yeah, um, who were still training some advanced black belts. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I did that, and then um, and into lots of competitions. Um, I fought for King's Cross because I used to teach at King's Cross, which is in the, in the beginning, it was called Ravel's K- 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 Karate Club because it was annexed to Ravel's Gym, and we trained in an old scout hall behind at the back of a building
2: yeah
1: tatsuo suzuki shiomizu uh to kamizawa my favourites: is maida fuji were you know were excellent sagami who's around still i think But of them all, Fuji was like my favorite. He was all Japan champion, as was Maida, But he was just a gentleman. But he still beat you up, but very gently. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah. uh, And but he was he was fabulous. And um, so I did that, and then I fought internationally. I fought nationally. I fought Terry O'Neill. I fought Ticky Donovan a few times. uh, Dicky Wu, you know. yeah, you know, all good I I didn't fight people people who are on the same circuit as me at the time. It's just strange, you you go along and you never meet them, yeah. yeah. Um so um oh his name, Eugene Codrington. I didn't fight because he was a bit younger than me. Um yeah, d- 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 different people. Who's did J- Jeff Thompson's uh
2: the,
1: uh yeah, yeah Peter Constantine. Yep, Peter yep. Constantine, I'd be fighting in this ring, Peter would be in the other ring. We never fought each other. Yeah? yeah. Uh and he was very good. He was very good back there. He was a great fighter yeah. back then. So we we all like that. And there was a little coterie of maybe 20, 20 guys at the sort of the top. Yep. there 20 to 25 guys who are who would always turn up, always dudes, always trouble. You know, you wouldn't want to fight any of them. Um yeah. And I sort of was either in that or on the edge of that, you know, so um, then I taught at King's Cross, because Ravel's moved over to the National College of K- 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 Karate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There was a bit of a split, where Tatsuo went off and went not do it. And then uh, we wanted to do our stuff. And so I was going to become the chief instructor then. And then they said, no, we need in Japanese. So they got Meiji in. And he, uh, even though he had terrible technique, um, um, but uh, he was just a punch with his elbow. elbows to flip out like this. I go, it drove me mad. Um, but he was, you know, he was good and he, he was a hard t- 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 trainer, and people wanted somebody like Japanese and hard. Yeah? So I, I just opened my own club and then just went off that way and I had a big a big school as I said I have 40 people a night and then I started introducing music in and that was really very novel then but the the, the girls liked it a lot Mm -hmm. the the music and that was we were starting to change then We we were into boxing I had some grappling friends who I used to grapple with they were like white belts in my club, but they were like national judo, judo champions yeah. and ex amateur boxers. So they were great to have on the team. But so I was like oh, look, there's three black belts and a white belt, and they didn't know the white belt was a killer. You
2: know?
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so we said have a team of uh, Pat Daly, who was ex ABA finalist and uh, Ken Abbey's top judo student, oh, yeah. and uh, and he was a white belt. So we'd take him, you know, perhaps a green belt towards the end. Yeah. And he'd come out and he could kick really well because he liked to do a thousand k- kicks a night and things like that, you know? He was a complete nutcase. And, uh, but he'd look really nice. He had spectacles on, hello, like this. And he'd come out and he'd go, and then we had Crazy crazy Bob, who had come out of some institution and was a little bit intense, you know? So it was great. So we'd just let him loose on people um, so it was great days but we were always innovating always going what about if we take them down people say oh you can't take them down because you could get your gi dirty and we're going well who yeah you know, who, who cares we want to grapple so i got into judo into like Kase and all that and, and and then but in a in a dirty format you know we're getting in case of thumb them in the eye and elbow them, smash their head on the floor and pick them up yeah you know? um, and um So did that, and then I was at home one day and uh, I was having a a telephone installed Uh, and a guy came and he said, BT, and I said, oh, yeah, come on in. And he said, oh, you're you're Bob Green, aren't you? And uh, at the time I was teaching a guy called Jeffrey Roth. And Jeffrey Roth was the original entrepreneur who founded combat magazine.
2: All right, well, yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I used to teach him. He, he just, he came as a student, uh, but he was, he, you know, he, he was always an entrepreneur and, and we were in his car one day down in Maidenhead where he where lived and I was reading Karate and all Oriental Arts mm-hmm. and it was all about Ikebana and Tai Chi and a little bit about Wing Chun, uh, but it was really invested quite heavily in calligraphy and Japanese yeah. culture. And I thought, well, we need something a bit more combative. Mm-hmm. I said, we want something about the combat art? So he came back the next week with a, a header for combat yeah. magazine. So he was really, a, you know, if you give him an idea, he, he, he'd execute it straight yeah, away. Really- was fantastic. Yeah. Because he came in, we used to have Takedo uh, karate suits, which we would get from an old Japanese guy down at South Kensington. The only place that you could get them. You walk in and go, yeah, what do you want? And you go, you've got a Takedo suit, you go, okay. Come out the back. And that was it, it was was, was the dark ages. yeah. Yeah. Um, and, And he said, oh, I can do this. Well, he came back, I don't know, a month later and he had these ones which were almost as good as a tokaido and half half the price. So yeah. he was a real entrepreneur. So I, I was thus, I'd been in the first episode of combat because I was his teacher, you know? Yeah. Um, And, um, but unfortunately, there was some I got usurped for the front cover by a guy called uh, Bruce Lee, I think. Yeah, I think his name is Bruce Lee, yeah? And so he was on the front cover because Enter the Dragon had come out at, 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 at that time. So he was on the front with the yeah. gloves on and all that. Um, you have so, to give him
0: that one. You have to give him that one.
1: Yeah, I think I can give him that one, yeah. Because <laughs> film, film he did was better than any film I did. Um, uh, but Anyway, so so Jay came to fix the phones and said, well, I'm Jane Dobbin and you're Bobby Breen, aren't you? I went, yeah. Because I suppose I was quite famous in that sort of, you know, regard. Not that I was ever particularly after that. Um, and uh, he said, well, I, I, I do a screamer. So I said, well, I'm interested in a screamer because I was always interested in everything. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and if you read the Modesty Blaze books, so you can understand why. Yeah? It's very cross cross yeah. uh, cultural, c- cross training, breaking the rules, sort of Uh, sort of approach. So I said, well, I'm really interested in Screamer. He said, well, come on down. So we went down and then a little tiny hut and there was six of us, maybe seven of us, me, Ralph and Jones, who was my training partner, Bill Newman, Renia Tozer, um, Bill, uh, and Alan, I can't remember Alan's other name off the top of my head. Uh, so that was it, like five or six of us. And Rene Latoza, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: who's a a very famous uh, escritor, yeah? Mm -hmm. Um, So we just trained and I did that for a while and then, but meanwhile, I'd written before, even before that, I'd written to Dan and said, would you come to England? Yeah. And and teach, you know, because I'd seen the stuff he'd done. And we were doing sort of the same stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Really,
1: We were boxing and grappling. And and I thought, oh, it's going to be the same stuff, more or less. You know, they might have a few tweaks yeah. because he's American, but he's not going to be. Because we, we're at the edge. You know, we're cutting edge, really. Uh, and, and I have the Escrima as well, and I'm interested in that. And he came with Jeff Imada. I think someone told me it was September 19. 19- I never pay any, any attention to dates. Yeah, so, yeah I, I don't look back. So my, my recall of stuff back, I don't keep anything. You know, all the certificates are either in a drawer or in the trash. You know. Yeah. Because uh, I don't really, I don't really care about them. Yeah. Um. And I, I've always been that. So it's not. I'm holier than holy. Yeah. I just. You know, you are yeah. who you are. Aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, so. He came with Jeff Mardu, who, of course, you know, did the, the, the Born Identity films, all the fight scenes in that, loads of stuff. And um, well, it just blew me away. just blew me away. Uh, I like, oh, God. And he could just go, sticks, and he go, well, I'm not really interested in... And he'd go, axes. Then he'd go, pull a knife out, and he'd go, right, knife and axe. And then he'd go, like, oh, you've disarmed the thing right now. It's knife now. It's... Double knife and just on that, just on that, and bam, bam! And then we're on the ground grappling, and it was armbar. Come out of the armbar, pull the knife out, and I'll kick him away. But and it was like a tour de force. It was probably the best time I ever saw him. Yeah, him and Jeff were just in sync. He was what, what was Dan then, thirty five, something like that. They're Just blinding. Yeah, uh, and, and I went, okay, that's it. I've just changed it overnight. Yeah, so that was nineteen. 79, 1980, I chopped all my hair off because I had a little bit of the sides, just a little bit of the sides. And I went on a holiday to Ibiza with two g- g- girls. And they said, why don't you chop it all off? And I went, oh, okay then. Yeah. And I came back thinking everyone would, would make a big fuss and it went, hello, Bob. Yeah. You know, so it was, Yeah, exactly. you know, uh, and so I've been like this ever since. Uh, you know, it, it grows back a bit here and there, but not that much. I, I didn't have that much to start with. Um, so I just changed, everything changed, like my hair changed, yeah. but also I just changed. I just went, yeah. no, this is the path. So I don't care about the financial imp- implications of this, I'm on this. So I then became like, the host and the pioneer of Jeet Kune Do and, and Carly as taught by Dan yeah. and, and other people throughout Europe really, because all the people that I, I got into me I, I introduced to people in France. Or I introduced to people in Germany. So, the, the Mike and Nye, um, you know, I, yeah. I pencard Paul over, um, Eric, BJJ as well. We 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 sort of in, introduced. Yeah, we had the first black belt BJJ in in the UK. I think was a seminar we did with Dan, and then we had Chris Howter coming over, uh, who's one of the, the originals from, from the Machado yeah. branch? yeah. So that was in 96, so we had John Machado over and things like that. So I was always, if you look, there's an old newsletter somewhere out and it goes, who's coming this, this three months? So it was Mikey Knight and it's Dan in the centre, then it's Eric Borson then it's uh, Pentecostal, Paul, then it's, you know, Chai, Suicide or whoever, yeah?
2: yeah.
1: It was like mad. And then the we get last... doctors in, you know, it was great. Yeah. Before before we, we,
0: we talk about your transition into uh, Jeet Kune Do, I, I always make the mistake of assuming that because I know people, everybody listening will know people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's talk a wee bit about the relationship between Dan Anasanto and Bruce Lee for a start, because we're, we're talking about someone who was a direct student of Bruce Lee. We're not talking about somebody who just... Yeah, in fact,
1: I, I, I'd even go so far as... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, <sighs> hay, his high fever has just started. Mines is just yeah. about to kick in. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, people say that Dan was Bruce Lee's student, but I'm not sure if if Bruce would have developed Jeet Kune Do as a as a thing without Dan. You know, I think really there was like a very because Dan had loads of experience here. If you looked at Dan's kempo background,
2: mm-hmm. you look
1: at because uh, I, I saw Ed Park and I uh, you know, when he came over with Benny. The oh, yeah. Tiberdad, Ron Marchini, uh, all great, great fighters from America, fabulous fighters. Yeah, Marquini, punch you like so hard you, you break you, yeah, really good. And and the Tividad, fabulous taekwondo, fabulous. You know, and days that just off the scale, just doing spinning like dragon sweeps on the floor and then coming up. But in fighting. Not, 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 in demonstration, in competition. Go, ba, 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 high kick, high kick, and he go dragon sweep, bomb, and he go like, you know, and then he come out, and go, ba, 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 bomb, bomb, just fantastic, unbelievable. Really, yeah. yeah. I mean, people don't appreciate how great he was back then. Yeah, nineteen seventy four, he was about 20 something.
2: Yeah,
1: he was absolutely off the charts. Yeah, um, so. I think Dan was, I think Bruce was like this and, and Dan was, he's actually quite steady, you yeah? know? Yeah, yeah. Dan's like, Dan would, would do the reps. Dan's a rep, but Bruce is like, all this. So, I, I mean, I don't, know, I wasn't there, but um, I think from the stories that I've got is, Bruce would have the idea and he'd just execute them all on Dan and they they yep. work it all out, and uh, Dan's lovely. I mean, Dan's to Dan's. I mean, I mean, Bruce. You have to give it to him. I mean, he was way ahead.
2: Yep, way ahead.
1: Yeah, I think mainly because he had to be ahead, didn't he? Big ego, mm-hmm. uh, in in that s- s- small man type way. T- 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 very driven. Yep, very driven, uh, and, and you know sometimes. Immigrants are are more inspired to work than than people who are residents, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, because I know Dan, Dan has like a Filipino background, but I know his niece, Melody, really, really well. You know, we played jazz together, yeah, yeah. and um, well, she plays jazz well. I I, I, I tinker at the edges, um, uh, but she's exactly like Dan in that, like, I have to excel, you know? Yeah. So growing up, they were like, no, you can't get just an A, you have to get an A-star. Yeah. You know? yeah. So that whole thing is that that's driven through the you know, the Innocento family, you know? Yeah. You're here, you don't have a place, so you have to earn your place, you yeah. know? Uh, and, and so Dan's even now we can't keep up with him. You yeah? know, Dan is 84 now. Um, he's still doing five hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, you know? training with different people. So he's not saying, "Oh, I'm there." He's he's constantly learning. He's into culture. So I think that was probably more a symbiotic relationship. Obviously, with Bruce as the the, the instigator because he. He was the man who wanted to go and do, it. but Dan doing lots of the the, the other work. Yeah, um, it, it would be interesting to to find out, but I don't think you ever will, because Dan's I, very humble and he would say no, it's was all Bruce. Yeah, uh, uh, but I think like all those things, without hit one, you you can't have the other. Yeah,
0: I think we always want to be. Sometimes it's it's just the right thing to just accept it for what it is I think yeah. sometimes for whatever reasons even in martial arts political reasons history we, we, we sometimes want or not it was this person and then it was this person and then it was this person
1: who, who cares exactly we are where we, well, we are aren't we and yeah. I think also you get the thing of people going oh we need to keep it original well, what's original? It's like saying,
2: "Yeah, you know,
1: there's enough problems in the world with people who want to go back to ancient times." You know, yeah. where uh, you know you could beat you know a woman, a dog, and a walnut tree. the The more you beat them, the better they be.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, that's sort of unacceptable now, isn't it? You know. Um, yeah. You know, uh, maybe it's true for the tree. But for the other two, not yeah. No, no. Um, so I don't even hold on to anything. Everything's changing and and evolving as it should, shouldn't it? Because it's yeah. You know, because it's evolution, isn't it? And, and we need to evolve. And, and the same with what we're doing. Dogma was really easy because that's the the trouble with doing the reps thing and the belt thing is you get dogma, so people don't think. They just repeat, you know? And I remember once I got a job uh, for two, two, two weeks in the post office, I had a girlfriend who wanted me to get a proper job. Mm-hmm. Parents wanted me to get a proper job. Uh, and, uh, and in the absence of, like, uh, uh, proper jobs, I, I decided that I'd I just join joined the post office. But I lasted two weeks. Because they'd all turn their brain off, you know? Yeah, uh, you know, or at least in the place I was, because it was they turned up. they didn't have to think. It was move this, do that, move that, and, and and so I think John was a bit like that, and reps is a bit like that. So you need something that gets you to not be. Just turn your brain off. You need to be inspired as well. So it's hard, isn't it? It's a very hard balance. So you need the reps and then you need to give them a question and say, "What? how are you going to do that now? So you find five, here's three ways to do that. Find find two more, you know? Yeah. You find two more now. Just yeah. spar it and gently. You know, they're not hard, but but you find two more because there's, there's at least two more or there's 12 there, you know? But you don't tell them the other ones because you need them you need them engaged as well. Because if you're just repping, it takes you so far. But then it's like the guys, I see the same thing with the guys who get into strength. They get into kettlebells and and, uh, body and plyometrics and things like that. And it's fabulous. I did all that, I did triathlon and all that. But without this added to that, they're, they're like, they're like old dray horses you know they're all yeah. like car horses that you just you angle on them and they go because their brain's not involved you yeah? know so you need you need to train this and this and it's finding the balance between the two yeah and and just repping which I, I love is good but you you've got to, it's got to be like music where you're playing with that person and you're not playing your thing like it's a you know, I've, This is how I play it. It's a, a duality between the two of you. It's a yeah. dialogue, yeah. You know? So you play, oh, and I, I step back there because he wants to do something, and I don't play anything, and I go in ding, 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 ding. ding you know?
0: Yeah.
1: One I, of the I'm actually quite into ood <laughs> music. I am I'm really into ood. Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one of
0: my one of my favorite things to say, which certainly isn't mine. It's a well-known saying. "Is uh, Show your students where to look, but don't tell them what to see.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I, I say that to my students all the time. And,
1: yeah.
0: and a lot of the time, some people will come back and they'll say, just tell us, just tell me. I have
1: oh, to absolutely. To absolutely. What, what, and, what and, and I want to go and slap them. Because a, a very good friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, we both got into s- s- say that, you know. Yeah, and we're doing slat, and, and uh, yeah, which I love. I, I can't do it as much now because of my hips. Um, uh, and, and we're both doing slat, and he he was on the ground, and he's and they said, okay, make your way up or, or get up, and he goes, which way? And they said, find your way.
2: Yeah,
1: you going, Yeah, but which way would you like? And I went, no, find your way. Yeah. You know? What does your body tell you to do now? What's your instinct do? So this, this drives me mad because then you're being passive and waiting to be told what to do. It's like Simon says, do this. You know? And you don't want to be out. Because if you want to fight well, and or if you when you're interacting the, the world well, you can't be waiting for direction. You need to be auto-directing. And you can smell, you can feel, you can... You can interpret stuff, can't you? So you need all these senses that you've got to interpret what's happening. So when they're going to hit you, you just moved off. Oh, I'm just off of line. Oh, how unlucky. You know? Oh, I was a bit too close now. Oh, a bit too far. Oh, oh, my hand's in your eyes. Oh, okay, sorry about that. Oh, I punched you again. Oh, really sorry about that. You know? So it should feel you're, you're ahead of it. You know? Yeah. And so I like them to... Develop what they do, and the, the, Carly is quite good because they use a triangle a, a lot. So they say, "See one, do one, teach one." Okay, yeah. That means yep. you have to see one, you have to do it a thousand times, yep. and then you can teach it. And in the act of teaching it, people go, "What about if I do this?" And you go, "Oh, oh, actually, I don't, I don't have the answer for that." So now, 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 when you 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 go around this again fifty thousand times, you just then you know it and then you sort of you, you don't have to have that anymore yeah the structure disappears you know so you need the the the, but you need to see it and watch other people doing it as well yeah. because if you only if you only doing it you only get one side of the picture don't you when you see other I'm people go, back at the moment they've, <laughs> they've, 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 they're very good on that they got they got other ones that are, are observed received deliver you know yeah. so you look at it you, you get it happen to you. You are the nail, and then you, you're the hammer. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got that thing. And if I can remember training with Higgin Machado, uh, and Higgin Machado was sit on a ball and just watch, and he rolled around on this Swiss ball, and he just look at every class, beginners classes, everything. Yeah. Uh, just, just watching, just watching. And then I was on the ground with him, and he went first, my friend, he said, "You have to be the nail later on, you can become the hammer yeah. you know? <laughs> and I went well i 'm definitely the nail yeah yeah uh, <laughs> you know, um, and I think that's it, that's it exactly isn 't it observe receive d- deliver yeah yeah um, you know, the, the other one is warrior scholar guru okay. you know? okay. which is fabulous' I think without the warrior bit, the scholar bit is insubstantial, because you need to have you need to be able to stand your ground. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe intellectually like Christopher Hitchens or someone like that. Yeah, yeah, who's very fighter-like. You know, but you need the warrior and the scholar, so you need the both. And yep. then the guru, and you need that, again, that enlightenment of letting go of stuff, learning stuff, but not being attached to it. And then you're more, you know, so they, they've got some great things like that, which you just think, yeah, just those. I mean, yeah. if you just do those every day.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Tell us, and again, this, this, this next question could probably fill a podcast on its own, but if you can draw in a, uh, what is Jeet Kundo? What is that? Is that a style? Is that a thought pattern? Is that a system?
1: Well, do you know what? I don't really fuss about it a lot. I just I call what I do Jeet Kundo, but I don't really care. You can call it Bing Bang Bong. It's yep. me. You know, um, yep. uh, people like the title of Jeet Kundo because it comes with Bruce Lee. Yeah, but for me, it's not been. Uh, I think lots of Bruce's ideas are our extent, you know, within that, are used within that, in that. Uh, you know, research your own experience, you know, because your own experience is, is all you really have, isn't it? Yeah. Where do you end up all the time? What, what are your reference points? You know, because lots of the original Jun Fan would have a reference point for the trapping. So you say, right, my hands are like this, my hands are like this, my hands are like that, you know? Yeah. And we have joined right, and then I can do you know. So you've got places to start from. So obviously you need to do like you, in, in basic punching and kicking, and then you need to spar a little bit and go. Oh, I always end up there. Oh, I was out there. Right. So that's your that's your your garden to to to, to harvest, isn't it? Yeah. You know? um, so it's about freedom. I think for me and not being not being attached to formality, not being attached to dogma, and that I'm free. So if I wanna jump in the air and jump off the cage and, and come down and hit you, then that's great. As you can know, you're thinking out of the box. You're, I think it's more like, I think of it more, you know, for me personally, it's more like the Sun Tzu, um, there's a really good audio version of that by the Denma uh, Collective, I think. I think, it's, I think that's the right term for it. Um, and I, w- I want to be principle based, not not technique based. Yeah, you know? and those of systems that are technique based, and most of the stuff I teach is principle based. So I'm going. Now, why would you do that when this hand's closer? So, give a half beat with this, and then so suppose I blocked you like this, yeah, and I'm going to come with this hand. You can see this hand. Yeah. So I just go, oh, hang on, and then that hand's gone, isn't it? Because I've just hit you in the eye with this, and yeah. then that so I use half beats or I change their structure a lot. So I use a mix of Pan and Toucan principles, not not all. And, and, Again, I call what I could, well, do 4D combat because I wanted to make it. I had this light bulb rotor Damascus thing mm-hmm. happen. Uh, I was in in Italy and I was 60 something, you know. And I went, well, what what am I offering? You know, well, what? what how, how can I help to move it forwards? You know. And I thought, well, you can't do all this. We're all. We're promising something which we can't d- 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 deliver, particularly in Duke and Dwarang Kali, yeah. Um in that you can be the master of the 12 weapons systems, and that all of it in all of it is uses the same principles. Well, lots of it does, but you 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 can't have everything, yeah? Yeah. So I said, so. In a basket of, of inessentials and, and essentials, what, what are the essentials that I've learned from my own experience? So I said, well, all fights start s- 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 standing up.
2: Yep,
1: yep. All fights start standing up. I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a fight start sitting down. Yep. If they're sitting down, they stand up and then they, it starts. You know, <laughs> One person might be sitting down, but one person definitely standing up. So I thought, right, they all, they all stand up. And I thought, well, how many fights end on the ground? And the grace is, have you believe, that 90% end on the ground. But apparently that's a statistic derived from police arrest statistics. So yeah. it's totally untrue.
0: I always dead doubt that one. I'm not yeah, gonna
1: just, and, and what they've done, they said 14% end up on the ground. Yeah. Because they did film. there's just study. Those are street fights. And they said only 14% ended on the ground with both opponents on the ground. Yeah. And of those, only 7% of them were where you could use an X, an executable technique. So dispensing with that, because that might be true, that's somebody else's stats. If you say it's an 80-20, thing like the standard Pareto principle, you yeah? yeah. uh, know. 20% of the stuff you do gives you 80% of the results. Yeah. 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 80% of fighting is stand-up. So I need to be concentrating on, on on this 80%, where that's what that's and then working my 20% on it. So I say again, again, you can't have 80%. So what can I do? how do I simplify everything down? So what I did for me using the Jeet Kune mindset, I said, I want to use the same thing everywhere,
2: yeah.
1: everywhere. So I don't have to think, you know, yeah. because the biggest thing when I'm, you're getting punched in the face, you can't think. So it's got to be instinctive. And I thought, well, what are the five instincts that you have? Striking, clinching, weapons, uh, no, sorry, uh, fight, flight, f- fence, so you start with fence. almost everyone starts with fence. Yep. then you come in or you g- 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 go in or you're covering but yep. like sometimes like this, or you're you're trying to grab hold of them, you're t- trying to clinch, yeah mm-hmm. so those are your five instincts that everyone has on the planet because they had loads of fights. So I could tell. I said, no, there's only those five instincts. People say, oh, and yeah, i think I'd turn sell so. you yeah, well, that's that's fence, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a different way of fence, you know? It might be a slightly, your hand might be a different way, but it's fence. Yep, yeah. What what Jeff Thompson calls fence, and I call box, because it's like a box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Uh, So I said, so there's only five instincts. So I'm either going to come, or I'm going to go, or I'm going to be in the box, and I can fade in that box as well and I'm either and I can go left and right obviously yeah. and then I'm beginning to cover which is like what and in Norman does so really in, incredibly well Yeah. that that whole system is based on on this this yeah. sort of stuff yeah yeah and, and, and this sort of stuff it's, it's great because he's just covering he's taken that one instinct and, and turned it in and polished it yeah yeah. Yep. Uh, and then clinch, and obviously clinch is like MMA clinch, you know, CSW clinch, you know. Uh, and then you, you got judo for that, but you need to clinch first, don't you? Yeah. Without getting punched in the punch in the head,
2: yeah. Yep. yeah, but, yeah
1: I so. <laughs> so I said, well, there's only those five instincts. So how do I get one template that sorts all that out, and I use the same template everywhere? Yep. And oh, so yeah, for, for us, it was like striking. Clinching, weapons, group attack. Yeah, now five. Striking, striking, so in weapons, group attack. Yeah, four. Four dimensions. I'm thinking of the other five. Five in six. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah? So there's only four dimensions. So yeah. what about if I develop a system which all those four are the same, yeah. more or less? Or I see them in my head, more or less the same. So for me, that was how I, I teach because now what I can do is whether you go one pack or you do pack cell here or you do shoulder row here, I just put it in, that's all box. That's all box. If I clinch you and I put my hands on your biceps, that's box. I'm still doing box. I'm just doing it clinching now, I'm doing it parrying or or shielding, then I, I can cover yeah, and I can clinch, so I said, well let's do the same stuff everywhere, so that's what we did we we do condone it really we did what Bruce would have done just said got to be simpler because his thing was always simple direct and and effective yeah that, that was, that's the the prime directive if, if there is one so Simplicity was the thing. And and so I, I called it for the combat, but it's Jeet Do and Carly, it's like a blend of those two. And as a result, I get the stuff to work, you know? The stuff that people do in demos, but they never use in sparring. Mm-hmm. You know that stuff where they go, oh yeah, I like, like to do this and I do an up chuggy here and I do that and I come and I tip to troy here. And then when they fight they're like, like this, all the stuff I do, I use all the time. Yeah, I use it in clinch. I use it in fighting. I even use it in stick and, and blade work because it's the same thing.
0: It's, it's so interesting to hear you talk about being in a place where the the the, the it's it's implementing principles as opposed to just implementing one set of techniques. <coughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah. yeah. of
0: so, yeah. oh, my karate is better than your taekwondo, and my taekwondo is better than your. Well, there's,
1: still, there's still that sing, yeah. thing of a single direct attack is great, isn't it? That's not to deny that. I mean, I I fought Tadayuki Maeda in a in a competition, and I was really good then, yeah. But he was all Japan champion, and, and I wasn't fearful of him. I thought, no, I, I'm out to beat him, yeah?
2: Yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah. But he front kicked me. I never saw it at all. Yeah. It was such a good front kick, uh, and hit 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 me in you know, in the armpit here yeah. but we're just going to go to jab and just boom for, I, mean, well, I never even saw that and then he gave me another one i blocked but i, I really i'm i didn't want, want to block it. it was so hard yeah? yeah and he had really just simple don't that so it's not to say that doesn't work but that- you need a principle based thing where you can you can look at that i don't think he'd hit me now
0: yeah yeah I think I was uh, getting back. I know we mentioned George St-Pierre at the beginning of the podcast, but he was talking about uh, Bruce Lee recently. And then I was actually talking to my wife about it after I'd listened. And we were discussing this about uh, my wife also trains. And there's always this debate about, oh, how would Bruce Lee do in mixed martial arts now? And who's the all time greatest and all of these debates and what, what George St. Pierre said, which really actually resonated with me, was that I think where Bruce Lee was at, was definitely ahead was was his principle. Was his design. Yeah. He's, he's, thinking. he's thinking, yeah. thinking. Yeah. And uh I, it frustrates me that we see so many people we do it and when I when I say this, I mean a tiny, tiny little bit. Of groundwork in our Taekwondo curriculum. Now if you go back to the older uh, encyclopedias of Taekwondo there's locks and throws and, and all of that included but you'll get people that will say to you still to this day and this drives me crazy and I'm sitting here talking to someone who understands this better than anybody oh no there's no groundwork in Taekwondo. So what you're saying is if I trained for 30 years in Taekwondo and I end up in the ground. My martial arts useless. How much
1: do you need on the ground, really? You need to be able to get up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I had a fight, a a boxing match. Uh, It was kicking off everywhere. And uh, a guy peed in front of the the girls. We were there with girls. And he just turned around and two guys just had a pee. And my friend went down and went, wait, you know, that's not on a big yeah. fight. Anyway, I pulled one of the guys off of him. And because it was terracing, it was in a football stadium, mm-hmm. went back and we both tripped over. So I was older, I had bad hips at the time. So he went to get up, I gave him a little tug, just, to, no, hang on a mate. Let me get up at the same time as you. As you got up, I just left hooked him. Yeah, He just disappeared. I, and, I never saw him, he came back about 10 minutes later with blood all coming down his face, yeah? yeah. Um, but all you need to do is be able to get him. And again, it's an 80-20. How much do you need to stop someone from doing their stuff? If you've got Roger Gracie, you know, you start biting him, that changes a load of... So you just need enough to not be foolish, isn't it? You, know? I'm not, yeah. you, you couldn't beat him. He... he, he, he he destroy you, but he's not the normal bloke, is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 then you get people who say, "Oh no, BJJ is everything." I, I heard Jocko Willing one of those guys saying, "Oh, for Navy SEALs, uh, BJJ is the best." I thought it's rubbish. So you're on the ground, while armed opponents are around you, grappling with one person. Yeah. Stand the only place to be, isn't it? That's why God took us from being on our fronts. On our backs, then turned us on our fronts, then we got up onto all fours, then we stood up. Yeah. yeah. So there's an evolution. You're on your back first, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like this. Then, yeah. when you get a bit better, you start crawling around on all fours. Then, then you hold on to things and stand up. Then you stand up and you never even go back down again because your mobility is compromised. You know, just utter, utter nonsense. Not to so say you shouldn't know how to, to grapple. Yeah. Where well, the is quite good is, it? Is they their emphasis on getting up again.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
1: So go down, but don't don't stay down there for half an hour. Going, oh yeah, I put Juju katami on him. I did a reverse my platter, while the other guy's kicking you in the head.
2: Yeah.
1: So it, it, obviously it's all templates, isn't it? So what is your template? If you're talking about fights out there in the street, then groundwork is the least, is the worst place to be.
2: Yeah. 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 I, do
1: a, I do a class I say okay guys I want you to go from this side of the dojo to that side of the dojo on your backs now you can go on all fours now you can hop on one foot and now you can run which would you like to do at, 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 at the end once they've done all this they go oh. they were all terrible except for the the last one I said so okay, so your job is to like, put them on one foot all the time.
2: Yeah.
1: I drag them so their balance is loaded too much on one foot or on another foot. So they're then then never able to execute their their power clean or their deadlift. You know, I've always got them twisted or somewhere like that. So that's that's game number one. Then if I can, I want to put them so they've got a hand on the floor. Yeah. 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 If possible, two hands on the floor. If even better, I want to turn them over on their stomach so their underbelly Mm -hmm. is free for me to stomp. Yeah. Because you go, oh, yeah, he's going to come in and why would I do that when I can stomp your liver? I stomp your liver twice, you're not getting up, yeah? Or stomp your groin once, yeah? So BJJ is fabulous. And I'm not decrying it because I was one of the first to bring it in and I love it, and I still train with, train with people who do that. You know, um, I got sangaku for an hour by two different black belts did last year. Going, no, no, it isn't tight enough. No, put it on. And I was seventy, yeah, uh, and I was being uki exactly. willingly. You know, willingly because I wanted to be again. Like you need to be the hammer and and the nail, isn't it? and if you're the, the nail, you understand it better. Yeah. Um, anyway, so principle based, I, 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 I teach all my guys. So, say so we're doing clinch, I say, okay, are you doing clinch here, or are you doing clinch here? In that I'm doing clinch you, but now I'm using you to offset the next person who's going to come. See so, you know what I mean? So, say I'm putting you in a wrist lock here. Well, where I move when I do the wrist lock depends on who the next opponent is. So even if there isn't a next opponent, I can, I can move. So I'm thinking there's an next opponent. Yeah. And then what happens is I, I've delegated responsibility for the wrist lock to, 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 to my hands.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I become the general, you know? So if you think there's the trooper who's just doing the stuff,
2: Yep, yep, yep. Inches,
1: yeah. And then there's the captain who's like organising the unit to move around, and then there's the general looking at the battlefield as a whole, isn't it? And what Bruce Lee was, I think, was a general. He looked at it really. Oh no, he's he has to come there. That that's his strong leg. So I'm going to offset him by doing this. I'm going to do that. He just out 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 outthought them.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. You because. Know? Grit and and, uh, and grunt only takes you that far, yeah you Because know? if it if it took you everywhere, then the uh, Americans would have beaten the, the Vietnamese yeah. and the, and the, and the Taliban, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah Yeah. yeah. Spot on. So, so strategy, strategy, beat both, beat them twice.
2: Yeah.
1: You no, know? because they go, "Are oh, we going to put more firepower there?" Yeah, but well, we, we just keep coming back, or we kill these people, yeah? Yep. Or we take out your top people. So
0: yeah. tell us a wee bit about uh, just to sort of again, we're going to move in a different direction now, uh, if we can. You've done a wee bit of uh, work on uh, movies as well, did not you? Yeah,
1: yeah, bits, just little Training, bits. Uh, I'm on the right? edges, right? I'm, I'm really, I really am on the edges. Uh, um, in that, say there's an actor who's going to go for something in Hollywood, and he's in England. he was an English actor, and he's yeah. prepping. Then I'll prep them for a film yeah. Brilliant. which means I might get them for two weeks, you know, and I can train them three or four times a week in in that yeah. in that in that two weeks it never works out like that it it, it was changing because it's film it's just changing all the time so uh, I originally taught a a, a couple of the guys for 300 yep brilliant amazing movie Michael Michael Fassbender uh, and Tom I can't remember Tom's other name Um, uh, Tom's the one who gets his head chopped off you Uh, know
0: for that obviously
1: yeah um (laughs) And so basically all you've got time to do is give them the look, you know? Yeah. Saying, no, no, look, of being a predator, mm-hmm. you know? So I get them, for, for, for 300, it's more about swinging sticks, but going, no, not here like an actor, but here hear like a bow, bow, come on, fucking hit me, and then hit me, come on, and just getting them, th- th- like they're, they're coming, you know? So their body language is very uh, predatory, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I did uh, more recently. And, and then I taught Ed Scrine for Deadpool. Oh, yeah. So we did lots of uh, axe stuff. And uh, so he had to have a fire extinguisher that he fought with and uh, and things like that. So we did lots of work with the tie pads and a big stick and hitting hard and, and getting him to look. Man, he's a great athlete. I mean, I haven't seen him anything recently, but he's... He's a fabulous athlete and a really pleasant guy. Vasbender's got great energy. He's like a mad Irishman. Yeah, he comes in and he's got like he's just he's, he he has it. He's got charisma. He always plays this quite aloof Englishman on on stage, but when you see him, yeah, he's like a wild Irishman. Yeah. Um, uh, then I talk. L- l- Lena Headey, who was uh, Game of Thrones, Queen Cersei. Yep. Used to go over to her house and, and t- train her for something that's not out yet, um, and uh, which I can't say anything about. That's okay. Um, and then Robert Pattinson, I've taught him as well.
0: Fantastic.
1: Something wow. that's not out yet. That, that's all I can really say about that one. Ken, but he's yeah. lovely. No, both of them. Lena's lovely, mad, 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 uh, madly, uh, yeah, she's, she's absolutely lovely, uh, passionate about social things and things like that. She's really, but as a person, she's just absolutely lovely, you know, really, really great and good athlete. Nice.
0: I'm not going to ask you to comment on that. So, Robert Patterson, who's the new Batman? So they say. Okay, cool. Right, okay. Uh, Bob, I'm not going to keep you too much longer. Uh, I've, I've had an amazing time chatting with you. What One one last thing I want to talk about is, uh, is life lessons because I think, and I think I mentioned this earlier in the podcast as well, I think that... People like yourself, you have so much experience in martial arts, and you end up being in a place where you're not talking about techniques anymore, but you're talking about life and about life lessons.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: How to treat people and, and just the sort of stuff we should be doing. Uh,
1: I, th- I think lots of it's about love, really. Yeah. Love. I mean, I know it sounds like where she washy maybe, but if you want to get far in life, you've got to love people, you know, and you've got to love life and you've got to love and you've got to give love. Then you get love back and you've got to help people up the hill. Um, and you've got to love yourself. Not always abusive. Abuse yourself. Uh, I've done loads of abusing. I did all the mad stuff, triathlon and things like that. And, you know, um, uh, yeah, I think I think that's that's really important. And also, we're only here for a time, isn't it? So you want to be the best person you can be, you yeah? know. And extremism is on the rise everywhere, and polarities on on the rise everywhere. And you have got to be a bit more easygoing and and don't get caught up in it because they're all. You'll be manipulated by other people, so don't be manipulated. Uh, calm down. It's not. A, uh, I mean, I'm really quite anti-conspiracy theories because uh, I think I heard a policeman say, "Yeah," he said. The best conspiracies are three people, where two of them are dead. You know, <laughs> you know, because then you can say, oh, "Well, that they did it." You know, uh, you can't. You can't get three people to agree. It's like like, like herding cats, isn't it? Yeah. So. The idea that there's advanced conspiracies to do things. I think um, the world's an amazing place. As the pandemic's taught us, we're the biggest threat to it. So live a bit lighter, keep your humility. Most importantly, just turn up, you know? And people on the whole are nicer. If I want to learn something, I just phone the head bloke up. Really, I phone whoever's like the top person, and they go, no, you can't phone him up. And I go, I can try, mm-hmm. you know. And nine times out of ten, they they answer you back, you know. Yeah. Uh, particularly because I'm into jazz, I'm into music. I'm not a particularly good player, but I just love music, yeah. So I often phone up top players and say, Oh, yeah, would you give us a give us a lesson? And they go, Yeah, okay, because they're as skint as everyone else. So um <laughs> I think turning yeah. up is important. Yeah. Giving back's important. That thing about observe, receive, deliver. I think that's. Uh, if if you can't train for some reason, why don't you go and look, watch training? If you can't uh, do something, can you help others? You yeah. know. So and then then you keep in the loop. I have to say that martial arts is the best thing that ever happened to me. The people I meet in martial arts are the most steady balanced people on the whole, there's a few lunatics out there, but um, the most balanced, easygoing people that, that I've ever met. So I think it's, if you want to get your kids into anything, give them this, even, even early on for five years, mm-hmm. it was set them up for life. It them mm-hmm. gives them discipline, the, gives them that idea of you, you have to repeat, that idea that you have to turn up. Yep you know, achievement, discipline. Uh, honestly, it's saved my life. And I've been all over the world. I've got friends who are billionaires. I've got friends who are, who are paupers. um, And all because of this, and I've taught mm. rock bands, I've met pop stars, met film and movie stars. Um, So I've tasted lots of tastes, you know, and then you realise, well, just as i said earlier yeah. you, you, you know once your belly's full you're happy aren't you yeah so um i'm not sure if that's any deep philosophical it's, point but
0: it's spot on uh <coughs> what, what the podcast has done is given me an opportunity to just do a wee bit for the community actually as far as these conversations with people like yourself mm-hmm. and it's like that a uh, library of alexandria type thing yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Want to, I want to preserve your thoughts. I want to preserve Steve yeah. Ro, Rose's thoughts. Yeah. I want to, uh, yeah. uh, Gavin
1: Moholland on the other week. Yeah, yeah. And Gavin's great. We often, well, we yeah. don't often, but we occasionally meet each other on the road where I'm going off to teach someone, he's going to teach that, and we meet at some yeah. cafe, you know, uh, 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 on the motorway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's great. He's old school, isn't he? Yeah.
0: So it's just uh, this is just giving me a wonderful opportunity to and he's a good
1: flute player as well. And he plays the flute like I play the flute, and he's uh and he's a good and he's a good guitarist, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so I think lots of those top people are quite multi disciplined, aren't they? Yeah, because once you know one thing. You can learn other things, can't you? Yeah, it's the same skill. Yeah, but it's great. It gets people out of the hood, people who are going to join gangs and things like that. Do yeah, this instead. Yeah, do yeah, this yeah. instead. You, you, you live. It. And who's to, who's to know? You might, you might teach Robert Pattinson or, or the equivalent, just because you do your passion well. And he might say, come to Hollywood, do this or, or whatever. But you get a taste other aspects of life that you wouldn't ever touch, keeping in your little bubble, you know, and go to competitions, meet people, uh, because then 30 years later, 40 years later, it all comes back, you know, and you get paid back. Yep. Over and over.
0: I think one thing about the martial arts is, is and I've said this, I've said this for many years, it, it never lets you down in None. lots of different facets. And it gives you back much more than you ever give it it, yeah. it really does
1: yeah and uh, and also if if you go on to teach you get the ability to help change thousands of people's yeah. lives totally totally change them take them from there to there yeah? uh, and you and and how many people get to do any of that yeah, yeah. so it's, it's great perfect okay. thank you for today
0: it's been an absolute pleasure right. an thank and, you and
1: thank you everyone having a listen uh, yeah. I hope it was interesting. Yeah,
0: it absolutely was, sir. Okay, right. thank you. Take
1: care. take care. Awesome. Take thank care. you. God bless
0: you. Bye bye. Bye bye.